Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I am so excited about our show today. We have such a fine collection of guests and such a really very cool topic. So um, let's just get right into it. I want to introduce our gentlemen today. We have all guys on our panel today. They are all from Bishop Waterson High School. So we have Michael. Hello, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. We have Joe. Welcome, Joe. Howdy. And we have Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Hey. And we have DJ. Hey, Hey, DJ. Happy to be here. Great. I'm so glad you're all here. So the reason you're all here is because we heard about a ministry you're involved in called the St. Joseph of Arimathea Society, and it just sounds so cool. So I wanted you to come in and talk to us about it. So I'm not going to say any more about it. Why don't you tell me what it is, what you do? Yeah. So basically, um, funeral homes contact us when certain deceased members are in need of pallbearers, and they'll send four or five of us, depending on how many they need, um, out to the funeral home. We'll meet the families. Uh, we'll sit in on a service, and then we'll obviously carry the casket and go graveside. And then other things we do include praying for the deceased. Uh, we have monthly meetings. And then most recently, we've also added some uh, fill up the truck. So we're going to do a, a charity drive coming this spring. What are you filling the truck with? It's a, it's a, organ, it's a charity we do at Waterston. Yeah, it's a charity we do at Waterston where you have a couple teams a week, and they do basically. You're trying to fill up the, a truck, basically full of toiletries, food for usually St. Vincent de Paul. And last year, we wanted to get the St. Joseph of Arimathea Club Society in there, but we couldn't because we just were too late. So this year, we're the first people to have like a team, and it's, we basically just wanted to get the name out there and. Like, yes, we're all about doing services and serving the dead and, like, doing pull, being a pallbearer, but it's just more than that. It's just very simply, it's just giving more to the community than just serving for funerals. Basically, you're trying to cover all the corporal works of mercy. Exactly. <laughs> how about, Just side note, how big is this truck? Are we talking, like, a pickup truck or a box it's truck? It's whatever or? you can fit in as many cars as you have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think one group last year had, like, 16,000 items, so oh, it gets, it's, it's pretty intense, intense sometimes. So it's, yeah. it's an annual thing at Waterson. Yes, and we have several weeks, yeah. And it's like, it's like just leaders of teams because so seniors usually lead teams, and it's very intense. It's like you make posters. There's some like big themes. Like last year, we had like superheroes. Like one year when I was a freshman, they did like Up, and people had like the bottle caps and like everyone was handing them out. It's like very intense. People get very creative because they want to win. It's like bragging Yeah, rights. if you it's add like, competition to any corporal yeah. <laughs> work of mercy, it'll get done, right? So, <laughs> okay, so that, that's not a whole different show. We're, We're not all going to the grave. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> but to burying the dead. Yes. That yeah. also creates some yeah. exactly. interesting images. Okay, so back on, back on track here. Who is St. Joseph of Arimathea? Why is that the name of your... Society. Well, St. Joseph of Arimathea Society is um, it's a selective society chosen by the faculty. Um, it, it's juniors and seniors who really exemplify the, the qualities that St. Joseph of Arimathea um, really displayed when he requested 
the body of Jesus after he had died from Pontius Pilate so that he could um, use his own grave to his own tomb for Jesus, Jesus's body. And um, this society actually was started in Cleveland with St. Ignatius um, High School. And um, we brought it down to Bishop Watterson and we're the only high school in the, our Catholic diocese that has this kind of society. So we're very proud to um, to do the corporal works of mercy um, in our high school. So how widespread is it then? It's St. Ignatius and Bishop Watterson and then a bunch of other high schools as well, or do we know how many? So all, kind of all throughout the Midwest. Their, yeah. advi- their advisor, Michael Fry from Bishop Watterson, is in the back of the room kind of giving, filling in the details <laughs> that we don't know. So thank you for being here too. Um, so, uh, okay, so DJ, you said that you have to be invited to participate. Mm-hmm. Do you know, uh, first of all, who invites you? Um, Mr. Fry does and um, a few other people in the faculty. Um, we have Mr. Marchi and um, who else? Mr. Maurer. Uh, Mr. Maurer, too. Yeah, I think teachers do make recommendations when they see certain qualities exemplified in young men in their classes. Do you know what those qualities are? Like, do you know what they're looking for? Specifically, no, but I would imagine it's a sense of integrity. Um, someone who can... Yes. Leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leadership. Compassion. Yeah. Compassion. Faith. Yeah. So when you all were invited, why why did you say yes? What about this ministry was interesting to you or appealing to you? Um, I feel like that everyone should have the opportunity to have someone carry them to their grave. Um, it's not... It's it's something that like there are people out there who don't really have family or people around them who would either go to their funeral or help out with their funeral and help out with the burial. Um, so they need people to step in, and I know I wouldn't want that to be me. So, so for you, Kyle, specifically, it was a, a call to that ministry. Yeah. Not, not necessarily being a part of this group, not necessarily an honor to have been invited but specifically i feel called Mm -hmm. to do this wow it's a very touching experience i would agree with that that's what i imagined in my head you know that you have the opportunity to help someone in such a critical point in their life and their faith although not necessarily everyone we bury is catholic or even christian for that matter we are we're trained uh, we take part in a workshop that uh, kind of familiarizes us with different faiths and types of burial practices. So they're not necessarily Christian, but whatever their needs may be, it's such an important part of their life and their family's lives. And I just think it's a wonderful experience to be a part of that and to be able to help them. Yeah, That's an interesting um, distinction to make because when we're told to bury the dead, we're not told to bury the Christian dead. Exactly. But I don't think that often we think outside. I mean, for me personally, I sort of have this vision of the non-Christian or the non-Catholic will bury their own dead and we're called to bury the Catholic dead. <laughs> and I'm a hundred percent sure now talking to you guys that that's not at all what we're called, yeah. how, how it's, how it's set up. Yeah. I mean, it's something that definitely transcends denomination and yeah, it, it brings right? a community. It's the one certain yeah. thing. It is. Yeah. Death, exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, we're called to help God's children in every way that we can. Let me go back to the St. Joseph of Arimathea as your patron, because I, I'm sort of embarrassed to say that I don't think that pre- before preparing for this, I ever reflected as profoundly as I should have on his role in the story of our Lord. You know, that he he enabled our Lord to be buried with dignity, whereas otherwise that probably wouldn't have happened. And in doing so, 
he's a part of all of he's a part of my story as a Christian, mm-hmm. and I never really I don't know. So have you guys have you guys reflected? Has your involvement in this ministry helped you reflect more deeply? Have you had any like cool revelations about Saint Joseph or about the burial of our Lord that you want to share? Or is it just sort of a general, wow, this is, he was awesome and this is awesome? I mean, I definitely didn't know as much about him, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a new res- newfound respect right. for this calling. So. But we've heard his name a million times. Like every time we read the, the passion, mm-hmm. he's in there and he just sort of has become this it's peripheral It's a different character. thing to read it and then to experience it firsthand. That's such a cool way to say that. Yeah. I agree with him, I agree with him on that one. Yeah. It's definitely, I've only served in one and it's just you truly just experience something while you're there and just like a totally reflect moment and just like you truly like sometimes you just like understand why he's like calling you to do that like you understand why god's calling you to do that at that moment because like like it's sometimes hard to miss school for that one for a funeral and it's just like but it was totally worth it because you just get to see god's work through that moment so tell me, tell me some of your stories. Like, tell me some of your experiences, your inter- your encounters with the families. Your, I don't know, you probably have a lot of them collectively. Um, I remember specifically, I've served, I think, about four funerals so far uh, in the past year or so, two years. And I can remember one day um, just seeing, it was raining, and we were out, and it was muddy, and we carried the casket. And it was tough, you know, because you're getting dirty because you're going through the grass and the mud. And afterwards, meeting the wife of the deceased, and just she shook our hands, and she had tears in her eyes, and you just, she expressed gratitude through more than just her words. And like it it sent shivers up my spine, you know, I have goosebumps right now thinking about it, that you just know it's special. Who would have carried his casket if you hadn't, if you guys hadn't done it? Um, I believe the funeral directors try to find, sometimes if they don't have anyone, it's, you know, the hearse drivers, or they just... Find wow, whoever. just kind of mm-hmm. finding people for Anyone this that can carry very important. Yeah. yeah, wow. Uh, anybody else have a... Um, I've only done one funeral, and it wasn't even with the society. It was actually my freshman year when my grandpa died. Um, I wanted to just step up for, with the opportunity, um, and we didn't really have that many people. Um, so I was like, well, I mean, it's my grandpa. There's no, there's no greater honor. Um, Which gives you a really beautiful perspective now that you're participating in this ministry i would think yeah you yeah. you can see kind of both sides the family's need and the pallbearers service yeah we yeah. uh it, it was what, probably one of the hardest things for me about that was that it was like it was my grandpa like it wasn't like oh, i'm just a pallbearer like i'm here like i'm doing this to help out the family but that i'm doing this because he is my family right um and you could almost see that in a way with serving other people's funerals because we're all connected through Christ and that we're all family. Um, And I wonder if that experience is part of the reason that when you were asked to to be part of this ministry, you felt you already felt called and formed in a way to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, every, every day I get a revelation from his funeral. Yeah. Yeah. So can families request, what's the criteria? Who, how do you determine or how does the funeral home determine when to call upon the St. Joseph of Arimathea Society? So essentially we started out just working with Southwick Gooden Funeral okay. uh, Home down on North High Street. 
And they would just talk to the families and offer the service. And if the family saw a need, then they would, Southwick Good would contact us. Um, we have since expanded to, I know, Egan Ryan Funeral Home, and we have contacted other funeral homes around Columbus. Um, so basically, it's just uh, the directors look for a certain need, and we try to fulfill that need. So you're expanding. You're not, you don't have to stay right around yes. the funeral homes around Watterson. Mm-hmm. All right, now we need to get into some logistics because I just have so many questions. Hang on, let me reset. If you're just joining us, you're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Raising Saints, and I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here with Michael, Joe, Kyle, and DJ. They are members of um, an organization through uh, Bishop Watterson High School called the St. Joseph of Arimathea Society, and they serve as pallbearers at funerals all around town. Okay, so there's some guidelines. I was looking at your list of guidelines in order to to be a member of this society. There are some logistical issues, right? You, funerals generally take place during the day when mm-hmm. you're in school. Yeah. So how does that, what are the rules? Well, for school, you, there's only a certain number of days you can miss. So willing, all the teachers and Mr. Fry knows that if you're missing a certain amount of days already, like school comes first because we're students and that is what we're here to do, just to learn and grow. So... The funeral comes second to our schoolwork, but it is very close. Like I would highly, the teachers, some teachers totally understand if you're going to miss class to serve funeral because what greater, there's no greater excuse say, oh, well, I'm just doing it for the heck of it. No, I'm going to serve a funeral and bury someone. What there's, they can't really say no if they're like, oh, well. (laughs) So it's really, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't miss, like if you have a test, you can't miss. No, school comes priority over everything. So how many guys are in the organization? Mr. Fry, they uh, all 30. turned around and looked at Mr. Fry. Okay. 30? Yeah, no, I knew that off the top of my head. 30. 30. Okay. Um, so they, there are guys to draw from. Like, if you can't go, Michael, because you have a test, then we can go find Joe because he doesn't have... Okay. And Mr. Fry is really good at... If you've already served one, he's really good at finding people who haven't served because he really wants to get the experience across everyone. He really wants you to experience serving a funeral, being there with God right. for your, in first person. There's things that you learn from this experience that, let's be honest, you're not going to learn in school. Like what? Like, it's hard to put into words, but you understand, you, you feel closer with God, first off, and you kind of just understand, like, these people, what they're going through, and you have a connection with them. And you don't get that in school. You know what, especially as a young person, I, I, I mean, I think that teenagers don't have occasionally something will happen where you guys will have to sort of face mortality. You know, if a classmate passes away or if there's, but in general, there's sort of this understanding that the younger you are, the less in touch with mortality you Mm -hmm. are. Yeah. But so you guys have this opportunity to reflect in a really intimate way. So your participation in this ministry gives you an opportunity to reflect on mortality in a really intimate way and in a really uh, beautiful, like a really profound way. You're not just sitting around your room thinking about death, you know? (laughs) No, not at all. I don't know. Am I right about that? Is that, has that been your experience? I would say so. Yeah. It's like you just get a grips on what you have and you're very grateful for everything you have. You just start like realizing like that could be me in there or... Or a family member. Yeah. 
So it's just like you start looking at your life and you are really grateful. I remember that day I went to my parents and I just said that I love them and I was just like very grateful for it, for everything I have. And it's just like we go to Waterson and we're very grateful for going to Waterson and we have these opportunities to do these things and it's only right that we get to, we serve you guys, serve the people that need to be served. It's also really fascinating because like Kyle, you were talking about your grandfather's funeral. Well, of course we're going to do that when it's a loved one, right? Of course we're going to reflect on just life and death. But, but, and sometimes we do it when we hear a story on the news or whatever, but here you guys are going repeatedly to these funerals of strangers, but they, I bet they don't, I bet it doesn't feel like a stranger situation. Never. No. Like unites you. Yeah. To them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Another one of your guidelines is to express your condolences to the family. Mm-hmm. Is that ever awkward? Are you ever at a loss for words? How, like, what do you say to the families? Well, sometimes saying, th- you don't have to say anything to really get the point across. Like, sometimes saying nothing is the best thing you can do. Because just being there for them means the world. And that is just, honestly, that's something we learn at the workshops. Like, sometimes if they go up to you and they talk to you, then like saying, I'm so sorry for your loss. We're praying for you. And then, like, that's just simply what you have to do. But just, like, sometimes we don't even say anything. And it's that gets the point across. So is the workshop a one-time workshop? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I think it's two hours. Yeah, we do okay. two hours. And we also learn that people are different in their grieving process. Ooh, that's a good one. So, like Joe said, sometimes it's best to say nothing at all. Sometimes it's best to go up and introduce yourself. It just depends on what situation they're in. And specifically, I know Barb Forkamp, who's a funeral director at Southwick Good, she kind of gives us the lowdown on the family situation. There's sometimes, like we had one family, that there was some tension going on, so it wasn't exactly best for us to insert ourselves into that right, situation. Right, you just kind of have to stay in the background. We just kind of hang back, oh, and our presence is these more... These are good life skills, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It really grows you as a person when when you serve one. And just like being a part of this com- society really, really grows you in your spiritual and just personal. Just You learn so much from it. And sometimes you could say you learn more than what you're in that one class because you're just learning so much from the right. funeral and from God. So there must be there must be a brotherhood to this, too. You guys meet once a month, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do at those monthly meetings? At those meetings, we'll... Um, We'll first get together and um, we'll start off with a prayer. And um, then we'll talk about if there's any other upcoming funerals and see who's available. Um, we'll also talk about what our society plans on doing in the future, like how we were talking about fill up the truck earlier. Um, so we can see how we can do service in our own communities outside of just um, helping to bury the dead. Um, and then we'll f- finish off with sort of a themed prayer Um for that month and um, do you guys remember the last one? I know that we talk about what funerals we've been to and we may pray for those people. Uh, we definitely focus a lot on the deceased um, because it's a spiritual work also. Corporal work to bury the dead, spiritual mm-hmm. work to mm-hmm. pray, pray for, for the them. dead. So yeah. we try to get both sides of the coin. Oh yeah, and then with in November we were talking about um, All Saints Day and we remembered um, all like the all the souls of the all, people all you had buried. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that was a good theme for that one meeting. It really helped us to bring to help bring us together. Do you um, do you find that you 
spend a lot of time reflecting on the experience when you leave the funeral? Uh, most definitely. Yeah. And sometimes in a moment of quiet while you're there, you'll kind of have a reflection. And it's um, it's very profound in the sense that it does challenge you. It's a lot to take in, especially at this age. Um, we don't have that much life experience, so just to see someone's life end so quickly like that mm-hmm. and to see the aftermath, kind of, the effect it has on other people, it is, uh, it's definitely an emotional and spiritual challenge. So... Tell me, because you've all said that it helps you grow in your faith, you've, you know, you've learned, but tell me specifically, like, how has this ministry helped form you specifically as a Catholic man? They're all pondering. Um, For me, it's, it's really, it's helped me embrace God's love in the time, in the bad times, um, because you see all these people that are going through such pain and such doubt and worry and they don't know where to turn. Some people turn the wrong way and some people turn the right way. I mean, you have to make that decision. Um, and so it really, it helps you to know that God is there for you at all times. Um, and you feel an even stronger presence when he's with you in the bad. I think it's also a sense of duty. You realize that you do have a calling and it's your responsibility to go help these people. You have to have a strength, like almost a fortitude, because you're facing something very serious. And so I think that it grows you holistically as a man because you need to kind of come into that. It's like courage that you need to have to go forth. It would be so interesting for you guys as you go through your lives how often you will draw upon this experience and relate it to other events in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure, so I'm sure the circumstances, do you, do you know the circumstances surrounding the deaths of the people? I, I mean, I don't want to get into like the details, but sometimes it's probably just a long life lived, a normal course of life. But sometimes they're probably tragic circumstances. Specifically, all of the ones that I know I've served have been kind of like, elderly people that I don't want to say their time has come, but it's kind of natural. Right. But I can imagine it's got to be an entirely different ball game when you're handling someone who is sudden, tragic, unexpected. And you'll probably have something. DJ, have you had that experience yet? No. Um, In uh, my community, when I was younger, um, my family was a big part there was a young boy a couple years back when I was or when I was in about maybe fourth grade, third grade um, at Grandview Heights High School, died, and he was wrapping up a cord and it was still plugged in. And it shocked him to death. So you can imagine, were were you at his funeral? Um, I unfortunately I was, was not. Was I didn't really. Yeah. yeah, I was too young for but, all of it. But, but my sister, my sister was a, was a big part in like yeah. directing all the prayer services for him. Okay. So you can imagine at a funeral like that, and it's like, Michael, what you were saying, how, I think you were saying that, how all the families are different, and you're taught that they need different things from you guys, different Exactly, and I think that that kind of family wouldn't have the emotional, I'm I'm just predicting that they would have a different, different emotional capacity, and that they probably wouldn't want to deal with new, meeting new people and new social situations 
when something so tragic and life altering happened to them. It's yeah. so unexpected. Right. They they have to deal with that first. Yeah. They can't be dealing with high school kids when they're trying to overcome such a tragic experience. What a lesson in maturity and just how to carry yourself and how to interact with people and how to respond to God's call. <laughs> There's so many lessons. Um, Joe, you were talking a little bit about the fill the truck ministry. So that that's is that with food generally? I mean, is that a feed the hungry or it's clothe really, the naked? It's or? really everything toiletries you can do like clothing towels food canned okay. foods it's anything people will donate they donate money they donate just the simple things and it's just very simply any we'll take anything for those people because they will take anything and it's that simple like and we get that really across like ours i consider waterson to be very like we donate a lot and yeah. like sometimes it's under different circumstances and fill up, fill up the truck is very very competitive and very everyone donates. You can tell, like even if it's like extra dollar at lunch, they'll yeah. don- they'll donate. They'll give it away. In and- addition to that, then, or is the Saint Joseph of Arimathea Society involved in other other activities as a as a group? Well, right now we're not because we're still very we're still young, okay, and we're still growing. And this is one of the bigger things we've done with Waterson's community, and we're still we're looking to grow with Waterson and outside that. of Waterson. Oh, outside of Watterson? We, I'm, I'm assuming, like, outside past years, we, we do everything. I'm assuming they're going to want to grow. Okay. I mean, you need to focus on what you're here for. We are foremost St. Joseph Arimathea Society, and our primary desires are to pray for the dead and to bury the dead. So those other works are important, obviously, but you don't want to get distracted right. when we are specifically there. Right to grow in our faith and to help other people with these life circumstances. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming and sharing. Thank you for having us. This has been a great conversation. And um, uh, I am sure, 100% sure that it's been a great inspiration to our listeners just to hear four young men just speaking so articulately and so lovingly about their ministry. Um, It's very encouraging. So let's close in a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Precious Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Lord, we give you thanks for your love for us. We give you thanks, Lord, for calling us to serve each other, to love each other. We help you. We ask you to help us recognize opportunities to do that, Lord, when you present them to us. Thank you for these young men who are witnessing to uh, answering your call. And we ask St. Joseph of Arimathea, pray for us. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he, son.